Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation chapter 8. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth, and there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Then the seven angels, who had the seven trumpets, prepared to sound. The first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled down on the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all of the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair, calling out in a loud voice, Woe! Woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the trumpet blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels. We begin this chapter with the seventh seal on the scroll in place. The last few chapters, we've been dealing with this scroll sealed with seven seals, which I mentioned previously in first century culture. The Roman Empire would issue legal documents that had seven seals. So these seven seals were indicative of a, an irreversible and irrevocable document that had standing, if you will, governmental authority. In this case, the government of God is in place, not the Roman government, but the government of God. So in verse 1, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. So this uh, another series of sevens, or two series of sevens, is about to begin. So verse 3, another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. I just want to pause there for a second. This golden altar with incense in front of the throne of God is represented in the tabernacle of Moses and in the temple of Solomon by the altar of incense in the temple itself. And so this golden altar in the throne room of God is the real one. The facsimile, if you will, or the model, the replicas, were in the the tabernacle of Moses and the temple of Solomon. 
But on this golden altar, incense is offered just like it was in the facsimiles. But here, the prayers of all God's people are mixed with the incense. In verse 4, we read, The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer with fire from the altar and hurled it upon the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So notice the pattern here. The prayers of God's people rise up to the throne room of God, like the smoke of incense, if you will. In the throne room of God, the prayers that have ascended before God are mixed with this incense on the golden altar. And then the answers to these prayers are hurled back onto the earth. Our prayers go up. They're mixed with incense in the presence of Almighty God. And then the answers are hurled back on the earth in this response to the prayers of God's people mixed with the incense before his throne. And so in verse 7, the first angel sounded his trumpet. This is the first of seven angels with seven trumpets. And there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled down on the earth. Remember, the prayers go up, the answer comes down. So the hail and fire mixed with blood was hurled down on the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all of the green grass was burned up. Now, I want to step aside from the text a minute and tell you a couple of things. The book of Revelation repeats seven of the ten plagues that appeared in Egypt during the Exodus account. Now, this is a fact. The plagues are a factual. Whether they're a repeat or not is subjective to who you talk to. But in Exodus, the plagues were only applied locally on the Egyptians, and in some cases, the early plagues applied to the Jews living in Goshen as well. But after an early period in the plagues, the Jews were protected from the plagues as they were being poured out. And so the 10 plagues of Egypt, I'm not going to name, but of those 10 plagues, seven of them are repeated in various ways in the book of Revelation. In the book of Exodus, the first plague was blood, the second plague was frogs, the sixth plague was boils, the seventh plague was hail mixed with fire, the eighth plague was locust, and the ninth plague was darkness, and then the tenth plague involved death. Now, all of these things, blood, frogs, boils, hail and fire, locusts, darkness, death, these things appear in Revelation as judgments poured out not just locally on Egypt, but on the whole earth. And in the case of the Exodus account, the blood of the Lamb protected God's people from the judgment of God. Once again, in the Revelation account, the Lamb of God is mentioned, this time in the person of Jesus, our Savior. And so my, my personal belief is that part of the understanding of Revelation can come from a look at the Exodus account of the first Passover and the plagues. And so I'll relate that to you a little bit. You make up your own mind. But here the first angel sounds, and the judgment that's poured out as a response to the prayers is hail and fire mixed with blood. Remember, the seventh plague in Egypt was hail and fire. The first plague was blood. So there's a mixture of all of these things that poured out on the earth. And the, the result is the earth is burned. A third of the trees are burned. All the green grass is burned up. And so this repetition of these plagues appears just by way of reminder. Exodus chapter 7, verse 19. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand on the waters of Egypt 
over the streams and the canals, over all the ponds and the reservoirs, and they will turn to blood, and blood will be everywhere. So this was the first of the plagues. So blood appears in many of these plagues in Revelation as well. In verse 8, we read verse 8 of chapter 8, The second angel sounded his trumpet. And something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. There's the blood again. And a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. By the way, when the waters of Egypt turned to blood, the fish died. Um, Nobody could drink the water, and the fish in the Nile River died. So this is a repetition in that respect. Then we read in verse 10, the third angel sounded his trumpet. And in this case, a great star blazing like a torch, fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and the springs of water. And the name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. This reference to bitter means not drinkable, not healthy. And then verse 12, the fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light. Once again, in the case of the Exodus account, the ninth plague was the plague of darkness. Here we have um, darkness coming on the moon, the stars, and so forth, coming on the earth. Now, this reference to the, the moon and the stars and the sun being darkened. This is a consistent theme throughout the Old Testament prophetic scriptures. Just by way of example, Isaiah 13.10 says, During the day of the Lord, the stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising of the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. So we see that coming to pass with these prophetic fulfillments in the book of Revelation. Once again, the fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. And a third of the day was without light, also a third of the night. So a partial fulfillment of this prophesied darkness coming. A partial fulfillment, but not just on Egypt this time, but on the whole earth. Now, I want to just, once again, step aside from the text for a moment. I'm going to give you a pet theory that is not my own. It's um, a theory held by many people, but I'll share it with you. I believe that as God's people, there is protection for us in some situations during times of calamity. And so I am not one of those that is afraid of the tribulation coming on the whole earth. I'm not worried about when we'll be here, what we'll witness, what we'll see, and what we will be absent for. I am of the belief that when Jesus said, I'll be with you always, that he'll be with us in times of trouble. He specifically said, in this world, you will have trouble. So I'm not afraid of tribulation. I'm not afraid of these plagues of blood and frogs and boils and hail and fire and locust and darkness and even death. I'm not afraid of any of that. Why? Because Jesus is with me and my destination is secure. So the Lamb of God has saved me, friends. Has the Lamb of God saved you? Are you worried about the calamities that are surely coming on this earth? Are you worried about the situations in the earth as they exist today? Are you worried about this planet becoming unlivable and the water becoming undrinkable and these kind of episodes happening in the natural world around us? As Christians, we have nothing to fear. I think we should be good stewards of the earth, but if the earth is destroyed, we have nothing to fear because our ultimate existence is secure with the Lord. So, Lord, I pray that we would be secure 
in love with the Lamb of God, the shepherd of God who loves us and has a hope and a future for us. Lord, you said you would be with us. You would never leave us or forsake us. I pray, God, that you would bring comfort to those that are suffering difficulties today that are listening to this message and remind them that our hope is in you, not on being delivered from difficulties, but our hope is in you. We trust you. We love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.